Welcome to the Go and Grow Show with Bree and C, a podcast to help you grow in all areas of life, but first towards Christ. Welcome to the Go and Grow Show with Bree and C. How are you doing, C? I'm doing great, Bree. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm so excited because Jackie Hill Perry's album finally came out. She's Ooh. doing so much. I'm. I don't know how she does it all. She had an album, she just had a baby, and she had wow. a book coming out soon as well. So uh, kudos to her for being very productive in 2018. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. A lot on her plate. Definitely. Her album is so good. I've been waiting for it. The, the tracks, it's, it's nice to hear you know, a, a woman's voice um, being represented in Christian hip hop. I've got to check that out. So it's out now or it's coming out? Yes, it's out now. It's called okay. Crescendo. And Crescendo. yes, it's, it's very good. And it's kind of, it's, it's nice. She has a lot of mixes of like worship music in there as well. So mm-hmm. it's very modern with her rapping. But then she has some traditional um, hymns in there too. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, some of the older hymns, like uh, No Way's Tired. Yes. So that's she does kind of a, a a modern take with her rapping, and then at the end of the track, it plays the traditional um, uh, hymn too. So it's it's nice as someone who's who grew up in the uh, traditional uh, Baptist church, mm-hmm. hearing that that mix, um, hearing the 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 tribute to that, but still having very uh, relevant issues, hearing her rap, the nice uh, beats and everything, and her lyrics, which. Are, are awesome as always uh, just very transparent personable um, but still very lyrical is 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 great she's to me one of the one of the best rappers out there so what's her name again jackie hill perry jackie hill perry well definitely gonna check that out sounds like a good look yes i just want to say thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in I know C has some things she wants to share, so I'll let you get into it. I sure do. Thanks, Bree. So I'm calling this segment again C's Corner, where I just pretty much discuss what some things God's put on my heart, some social issues, or maybe not social issues, and maybe health-related issues or something about economics, but putting a Christian spin on it or something encouraging and as all of us know, so much is going on here in our nation, in the United States of America, and sometimes it's challenging to find quiet time with God with everything going on. Sometimes it can even be hard to breathe when you see what's going on in the news. For instance, recently, some of you may or may not know, according to Blavity.com, a 17-year-old young man by the name of Antoine Rose Jr. was fatally shot in the back by a police officer in in, uh, East East Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And for some of you that may not be familiar with that, that is in the Northeast region of the United States. According to KDKA TV, a local affiliate, they reported that it was a 20-something-year-old police officer that just joined the force for a few weeks that was involved in that shooting. And there is a video of this. I did watch the video. Uh, Antoine was not armed and was shown on the video running away, then being shot in the back by the police officer. In the video, it does not show anyone yelling stop. 
It does not show uh, anyone saying, this is the police, put your hands up. But you see a young man run that was unarmed and then shot several times in the back and he falls to the ground. Now, we will never know why he ran because he's not alive to tell us. He may have been scared due to what he sees going on or what he saw going on on TV or even in his area due to death of a lot of African-Americans at the hands of police brutality. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not at all opposed to law enforcement. I respect law enforcement and authority, and I believe we all should do so. We're instructed to do so according to the word of God to instruct those in authority. Um, Law enforcement, they have a very tough job. A matter of fact, I've had to call the police in my lifetime to get assistance, and they were there to help me. And But at the same time, as a black woman, it is painful to see these images every day or even every week at times of another unarmed black black male or black female being shot um, by an officer that was unarmed. And it's really difficult. Or even seeing recently, I don't know if some know about this, a, you know, a young black woman was at a, a established eatery, a chain, which I'm not going to even mention their name. Um, they wanted to charge her an extra 50 cents for a utensil, and she did not want to pay that. She asked for the corporate number, and the police was called on her, and I witnessed the video. You see in the video that her top and breasts were exposed as an officer placed her in a chokehold to handcuff her. So, Bree and listeners, these images and these stories are coming becoming far too common in the United States, and it's heart-wrenching. Not all black people are bad and violent. We are not a monolithic people. You can't just categorize us as one, see us, and think we're all alike. At the same time, not all police officers are bad. Not all police officers put on their uniform that day in the hopes of gunning down a black or brown person. So please, you know, I don't want you to feel that law enforcement is bad. Then at the same time, I say, okay, Lord, there's that issue. How do I find a quiet place with you when I see and hear the images of South Americans and Mexicans who have been trying to cross the border recently or times past now being detained and placed in camps and being separated from their parents when they arrive to this country, the country that I live in. How do you deal with, you know, hearing the audios of cries of the children wanting to be reunited? And I say, Lord, this is a humanitarian pro-life issue. Are any of the people of God going to stand up for what is just and rise up? to help those that are defenseless. Now, I wanna remind you that just because your group or your community may not have been affected by any of the above I mentioned, does not mean it should not concern you because you or your community of whatever background you may come from, you could be next on the chopping block. As believers of Christ, we should know, and I do believe we are in the last days. It's so evident by what we see that our Savior is to return. We do not know the time or the hour, but the signs of the rapture seems very imminent, and we know that he's coming soon. So in the midst of all this chaos, how do you find quiet quiet time with Jesus? How can you calm your mind from the tailspin of the 24-hour news cycle that reports all the madness taking place in the United States every day, and even the madness taking place in the country where you may live in, because you may or may not be in the U.S. Well, first thing I would say, we must all pray. We must stay in the Holy Spirit and ask the Lord for counsel, godly counsel. 
because there are people who have said they're tired of praying when they're hearing of fatal shootings in American schools far too often. I've seen people on social media say they're done with prayers and they want policy. My rebuttal to that is how about we pray and ask God to move the hearts of those in leadership over this nation to have a safe and sound policy for all. And all includes school kids, blacks, whites, law enforcement, and everyone who is in this nation. Well, one of my favorite ways to have quiet time with the Lord is reading, and I've shared this with you before, the My Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. It's a devotional book for the every day of the year. And I wanted to share with you one of the devotions that brought solace to me during these turbulent times that we're living in, because some days it gets very overwhelming. And some days it's like quite challenging. And this one reads, it says, hold my hand and trust. So long as you are conscious of my presence with you, all is well. It is virtually impossible to stumble while walking in the light with me. I designed you to enjoy me, talking about God, above all else. You find the deepest fulfillment of your heart in me alone. Fearful, anxious thoughts melt away in the light of my presence. When you turn away from me, you are vulnerable to the darkness that is always at work in the world. Don't be surprised by how easily you sin when you forget to cling to my hand. In the world, dependency is seen as immaturity, but in my kingdom, dependence on me is a prime measure of maturity. So we definitely need to depend on our Lord and Savior because in our own mind, we can't resolve this. Not at all. I also want to read a scripture out of Isaiah 12 out of the Amplified Bible. This has also brought me some peace and comfort and solace during these troubled times. And it reads, And in, the, in that day he will say, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for, the, for thou you are... Uh, just edit that. I'm going to start again. So Isaiah chapter 12 reads, and in that day you will say, I will give thanks to you, O Lord. For though you were angry with me, your anger has turned away and you comfort me. Behold, God, my salvation, I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and song. Yes, he has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. And in that day, you will say, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, and by means of his name in solemn entreaty, declare and make known his deeds among the peoples of the earth. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done excellent things gloriously. Let this be made known to all the earth. Cry aloud and shout joyfully, you women and inhabitants of Zion. For great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Other ways to find quiet time with God is just, you know, turn off social media. Turn off the news. Go for a walk in nature and spend time allowing your spirit man to have a dialogue with the Lord. As humans, and I mentioned this earlier, we do not have the answers, but we can seek the face of the one who does, Jesus. Also remember, you are not an island. God did not create you to be isolated. 
The God I serve is the great connector. So see if you can serve in a church where you are being fed spiritually and get involved in life groups or other social groups within that church. As humans, we were created in the image of God to enjoy this earth that was given to us by him. And a positive, healthy socialization is a big part of that. So I say this, remember that Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, Latino Lives Matter, that's not the answer. But all lives matter is the answer. And as people of God, we should look out for one another and take up the cross and lending a helping hand to those in need. Because we are all one in Christ. We are all human in Christ. Not one is better than the other in Christ Jesus. So that's all I've got for C's Corner that I wanted to share with you all. Thanks so much for sharing, C. Um, You mentioned getting involved in church, and we did talk about that some on our last episode. So please check that out if you haven't. I did mention on that episode about if you felt you needed to leave a church and find another church. I know that process, I mentioned that process might be kind of easy, but it is something you want to um, pray about and go where you have um, peace about. For some people, it might be easy. For some people, it might be a little harder. So if is that something you felt led to do, as I see mentioned a little about prayer and communion with God, that's something you definitely want to um, talk with God about if you feel led to go to another church and speaking of quiet time i was able to have a great conversation with one of my one of my best friends welty on quiet time welty was actually on the podcast one of our very first episodes back in 2016 i believe it was episode seven we talked about um social justice as a christian the title of Mm -hmm. uh, the title of the episode was the conscious christian so it was great having that conversation and I hope you all enjoy it as well. Welcome to the Go and Grow Show. Um, today we have a very special guest with us, one of my very good friends, Welty. Welty was actually on the show way back in 2016 on the Conscious Christian episode. So if you haven't listened to that, uh, please go back and listen to it. I met Welty through a women's ministry called Pinky Promise. Um, and there's um, different quotes that say you become who you hang out with. And if that's true, then I'm definitely grateful to be Welty's friend. Um, she has definitely helped <laughs> me grow in my, my spiritual walk um, as my sister in Christ, um, helping me be accountable, um, helping us with, with Pinky Promise. She's been um, a great um, person to get to know and to um, hang out with. So definitely grateful for her. Um, how are you doing, Welty? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I thank you so much for your time and being on the show. Um, is there anything you would like to tell us about yourself? Um, you know, just um, thank you again for your words. I'm honored to be here. Um, not much to say about me. I'm just an ordinary person, just living God's word, and happy to share at any at any opportunity. So I'm just very grateful thank you no problem and we did have a bible study i can't remember when it was but it was a while ago and we talked about studying the bible so when i thought about having this topic on the podcast i said i definitely need to get (laughs) (laughs) 
on the show and talk because um, you led that and it was a, a very good uh, uh, Bible study we had. I still have my notes yeah. from it that I referenced. Yeah. So it's definitely helped me in my, my quiet time, which is yeah. um, one of the things we'll be talking about. And for those of you who don't know, quiet time is just time you spend with God. Usually it's in the morning. Um, some people have it at night. It just depends on your um, what works best for you. Quiet time usually consists of reading the Bible, praying, uh, listening to worship music. Um, it's, and people do different things. So there's no direct formula on how to have it. Um, and the part of quiet time we want to focus on is um, like I said earlier, reading the Bible um, in quiet time, it is important because it helps us hear God's voice um, and, and learn his will. And especially during the week, like when we get bombarded with um, different things, job, uh things we might have going on that might cause stress. We don't go, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't go to church every day. So it helps us get back on track um, with God. And it's just a great thing to do um, in the morning to uh, just to, to get your, your mind right for the day too. I know yeah. I, Welty and I have talked about our quiet time a little. How mm-hmm. has um, quiet time helped your life, Welty? Um, well, definitely when you're thinking about quiet, you know, it's just um, a time like where you can really focus when you're, when everything is off, there's no distractions. You really can just hone in onto what's going on in the moment. And so quiet time is so, so important because when we're looking, when we're listening to the voice of God, he says in the, the, the quietness or the stillness of his voice, that's what we're looking for that quiet place and that he's, He's in that, that not that loud, boisterous place there always in that moment, but in that very still voice, that, that internal voice that we have within us. So just like coming into a place of focus and really hearing God's voice, so important. Um, I think um, it's helped me a lot because when I am in a place where it's so much going on around me, it's like, hold up, I'm I'm getting everybody's thoughts, everybody's opinions, everybody's direction, but I'm not hearing God's direction. What's God's direction in this? So it's helped me because it kind of helps me take everybody back, including my own voice, just have everyone step back, including my voice, to step back and just say, Lord, what what are you saying? And um, so, yeah, that, that's helped me a lot because it's, it's helped me um, make better decisions because as I've grown and I've obtained wisdom and I ask God for wisdom all the time. And if you don't have wisdom, if you don't have knowledge and understanding, ask God for wisdom and understanding. Um, the best scripture that I um, and um, Bree is very familiar with this scripture because <laughs> I'm always, I'm always saying it, <laughs> like in our Bible studies and, and different things like that. Um, it's in Ephesians, and it's in Ephesians one. Um, I believe it begins, and I want to I want to quote this correctly. Yeah, it believes in um, it begins in Ephesians one and eighteen. It says, "The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of His glory, of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe, according to the working of His mighty power, which worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at the right hand of the heavenly places." And it continues to go. But the part that I really, really um, want to 
I I hone in on this is because it's a prayer for spiritual wisdom. Is Paul giving us prayer over our minds and wisdom? So if you don't have wisdom, read the scripture constantly. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him and the eyes of your understanding being in line. Uh, um, excuse me, it actually started at verse 17 and 18. And I just read that so much because as he gives me wisdom, then I can know his, his um, direction and know which way to go. And so the wisdom that it settles within me is how I go about my day. And I can't obtain that wisdom and hear that wisdom, that eternal wisdom that sits on me um, by the power of the Holy Spirit until I settle into him, until I be quiet, you know, and not allow everybody else's voices, including my own or including the enemy, um, to take control in that moment, but to allow God and the Holy Spirit to minister to me. So that's how it's become very helpful to me. If that answers your question, Bree. <laughs> yeah, share your testimony, <laughs> Sister Welty. Share it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely good. Definitely good. Yeah, quiet time is so essential for Christians. And you mentioned the scripture in Ephesians. I think that was one of you versions um, scriptures of the day. I almost sent mm. it to you, actually, because mm. when I saw that righteous wow. right hand, I was like, that's, wow. that's, that's her scripture. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yes, a few <laughs> more scriptures. Um, Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And Proverbs eight seventeen says, I love those who love me and those who di- diligently seek me will find me. So. We mm-hmm. have some examples of people in the Bible. Um, they're pursuing God, and that should also inspire us to do the same. And we see, and I, I don't have the exact scriptures um, on me, but there's lots of scriptures in Psalms where David wrote about seeking God and his time um, in the caves when he was running from Saul, like all the scriptures he wrote about seeking God. And he was a man after God's heart, and that should also um help us and inspire us to want to do the same and to hear God's voice. And like you mentioned, that, that still um, small voice where we hear him and we get direction because we have so many different distractions in this world and we definitely need to yeah. seek God so we can make the right decisions and fulfill the God-given purpose he has for our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, and you kind of answered my next few questions because I was going to discuss, okay, if someone is... They might have lost motivation, have quiet time, or they are not consistent with it. I think your your testimony will probably um, help inspire them to get back into it. It can it can be easy. Like you can start, you can be you know gung ho. You can have your journal, your Bible, like you can be ready. And then by like week two, week three, you might be kind of struggling. It might uh-huh. get kind of hard. <laughs> But we have to, yeah. you know, remain in there. And um, I mean, there's so many different reasons we could uh, distract and stop doing our quiet time. Um, literally just looking at your mm-hmm. phone in the morning, getting all those notifications. Or even sometimes, you know, when life gets good, sometimes we think, oh, we might not need God as much. Or it's easy to kind of do your own thing. But we have to remember that, you know, mm-hmm. God is the source and we need to turn to him and get... um get direction from him even when you know things are going good or even when things are going bad sometimes that's the time yeah. people can um turn their their back on god but 
even then, right. that's right. when we need him the most. That's when we need to the most. Yeah. Um, turn to him the most. I mean, he already knows what's going on in our hearts. He already knows um, our thoughts. So, right, right. I mean, the best thing we can do is turn that over to him, and he's the one who can, you know, help our situation and show us. Even if we're going through something, we can see it from his perspective. Because all yeah. things, like Romans eight twenty eight says, all things work for our good. Even though we might be going through a, a, yeah. a test or a trial. Um, once we see it from his perspective, that can encourage us to look at it and know that the enemy is not going to win in that situation, no matter what happens. That through your situation, you know, God can get the glory. You can grow in the fruit of the spirit. There's so many. There's different opportunities for you to still get the victory in almost probably just about every type of situation out there. So. It's a little more than we I plan to say for the our our episode intro, but <laughs> no, you know, no. somebody yeah, might need to hear all good. of that. And yeah, it's very good. Yeah, yeah. And I would I would add to that, you know, just like how to stay consistent with quiet time and getting back, like started again if you've lost motivation. Because it, what I've learned about life, it's secular. So, you know, it it runs in a cycle. You have cycles of ups and cycles of downs and things change, you know. Um, We go through different seasons in our lives. Um, Some seasons are more of a focused season and others are where we're just, you know, like we're we're moving, we're on the go. Um, it's, It's like time of, you know harvest and a time of sowing so it's just you know we have these rotations through our life so to think or to um have this like this idea that my prayer and reading is going to be exactly the same can kind of like stiffen you and it can kind of be discouraging and so what I want to add to that is keep in mind that life has it's meant to be um changing and it, it, it's meant to change and so you go with the change in it, it, it's um it's living your life is living it's 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 a fluent thing so um there are going to be times where things are going to change and look very different it's like a shedding of a new skin so when I think about how life changes, then I should also remember that my time spent with God also changes. And so there may be times where I'm more consistent with waking up in the morning and um, praying and reading my word, and that's my routine, 7 a.m., this is what I do. But then when things begin to change, maybe my routine changes a little bit. And I feel like if you're more flexible with your routine, then you don't tend to beat yourself up when you don't get it in. And then we, we load ourselves down with, like, the guilt and things like that. And then we're less motivated. And then our desire wanes. And then we find ourselves not doing it at all. So um, I, I, I learned, and this is just my opinion, it's like I learned to um, not put so much stress on my time, but let me just devote myself to God in general. You know, um, I want to be consistent with my just communication with God, and that can be done anywhere. I can be on my way to work, and I'm talking and speaking to the Lord, um, but making sure that sometime in that day that I'm reading my word and I'm reading my scripture, that I'm um, taking time to meditate on him. And even in moments, like you can have a stressful moment, 
and you just say, you know what, let me take five minutes to just have a quiet moment so that I can seek the Lord and then come back to this. Um, so definitely I think time set apart for God is so important where you just, you know, I'm going to set aside an hour to really focus. But in that, know that your life is fluent and that you have to seek him in every part of your life. You don't just pray in the morning and then go about your day without continually including God throughout your day. You want him to be fluent in your life, just like your life is fluent. And so sometimes they might look different. Um, For those who lose motivation, a big motivator for me is, um, and maybe this will help people, is that when I don't always feel like doing it myself, I have other believers that can encourage me. And so um, even if it's just and me and you, Bree, we've done this before where we wake up every morning and we pray, you yes. know, and that's so encouraging when you wake up and you know you're accountable to someone else and they're, you know, they're accountable to you that if I don't feel like getting up, Bree's going to get up and she's going to make me get up. And I'm going to call you. Bree's going to call me. And if, and if Bree doesn't call me, I'm going to call her because we're accountable to one another and we're going to pray. And it's just even in those times, and I know you probably experienced this too, Bree, where we've called each other and we didn't feel like it. Neither one of us felt like it. But once we started praying, once we started communicating with one another, we we were energized. We fed off of each other, and and then God was still in the midst, and we were able to pray in that weight or that, you know, just that lackadaisical feeling lifted for us, you know, or that sleepiness. And when we really just want to devote time to God, but sleep, sleepiness wins. Like, it's just like, no, I, I, I feel like, you know, that God is here and I can go about my day and I can actually get up and devote this time to God. So um, anytime your motivation wanes or your desire wanes, just connect with someone, connect with someone and say, hey, do you want to pray um, with me um, at this time? Um, maybe we can just call each other and we can pray that one hour that day on that specific day and do that and be accountable to one another. If they don't call, you call them and, um, I set an alarm, you know, set an alarm and say, this is what we're going to do for this hour. And you do that. And I think, um, if you just give something to God, God will add the rest. That's all he requires. He, he just requires that you just surrender what you have to him and he'll make up for the rest and so as um although um I know me me and you Brie we don't we don't do that on a regular like even that routine has changed like me and Brie we don't we don't pray in the morning anymore but I've learned that now I'm praying with other people so it's okay that it changes um I think the most important thing is are you keeping your communion communion with God um, throughout your day and make sure that it, it that you remember that it's a fluent thing. This is a life. It's living. It's never one second here, one moment here, one hour here. It's living. It's fluent throughout your life. God should constantly and daily be incorporated into everything that you do on a daily basis. Yes, that's so true. It's so crucial for our spirit, spiritual growth to um, be in constant um, communication with God and we were talking and we and I remember how we used to pray together and it made me think of how like people have partners when they go to the gym how um, mm-hmm. you don't want to work out so you get like a gym buddy like how much more important you like is our, our spiritual life and if you need that accountability partner 
to have that, have someone to pray with. First Timothy 4.8 says, For bodily discipline is only of little profit, but godliness is profitable for all things, since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So if that's what you need, is someone to pray with you, definitely look into it. Like we said, communicating with God is, is very important. Um, prayer, reading your Bible, getting up, uh, and having your quiet time. So for this um, conversation, we also wanted to focus on actually on reading the Bible. So like I mentioned earlier, Walt, he led a, a very great Bible study we had on reading the Bible. So I'm looking forward to the, the tips she shares on that. So first, when we get ready to read the Bible, I remember you said that we need to pray before we read. And one of the scriptures you also called out was, um, I think it was 2 Timothy 3:16 through 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. And I know we pray so we can hear from well, we are asking, you know, God to help us understand what's being read. And there's been, I don't know if you've seen the memes out there about, I think I think we shared it on, on Instagram. The guy who's reading the Bible before and after, I think he's saved. <laughs> yeah. He's like kind of just looking at it all confused. And then, and then, yeah. before, and after, you know, after he's getting um, guidance from the Holy Spirit, he's just flipping through the pages. Like it's a, a bestseller, <laughs> New York Times bestseller. He can't like put it down. Like, and that's what I think, like what prayer does for us. It helps us to understand the word um, to our, our natural um, mind. Like we might see the Bible, not understand, especially the fact that the things, the culture in the Bible is very different than our uh, 2018 culture now. Like, you know, back then it was very you know, agriculture based and um, a lot of things they do now, like with technology, the metaphors, the parables, things like that might not make sense to us. But as we study the Bible, as we learn, um, it's really more about, and this is what I'm learning about, the concepts of things, um, the, the lessons behind the parables that we can even apply mm-hmm. to our lives today and, mm-hmm. and taking those, those concepts. So one of the things that I've noticed when I first started studying, I wasn't sure if I should do a devotional that somebody wrote or should I do try and do my own independent study and what mm-hmm. I found as a compromise was to find a reading plan like if there was an independent study I needed to do on something I was struggling with like patience or uh, jealousy or just another thing um, a compromise for me was finding a reading plan on on that topic and then doing using the scriptures from that plan and doing some added independent study if I needed to. Um, what about you? Did you, um, have you done devotionals or do you um, do more independent study? Um, I think for me, once I started studying the Bible and understanding how the Bible works, it turned into more independent study because ultimately these people who are writing de- devotionals are doing their independent studies and they're, they're basically publishing them for us to read. So I had the idea, like, if they can do that, then I can do my own and God can speak to me personally. Because 
it's great. Devotions are great, but I still wanted more. You know, I wanted God to reveal to me his word for my life. Um, so, um, I think when I like got into this study on how to study the Bible and I started like really focusing on how to study Bible and getting more revelation of, um, what the word of God is saying to me, it made me lean more to more independent study. And then after I did my independent study, now I can go and cross reference with devotionals or books or, um, you know, different articles and things, historical backgrounds um, that collaborate with the Word of God, if that makes sense. Um, But I definitely had this hunger to seek the Word of God for myself. So I will say I'm more heavily um, on independent study. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I I know that that is um, definitely, yeah, important to read it for ourselves. It becomes easier, I think, like what we're talking about today is how to study the Bible. So it becomes easier to do more independent study when you kind of know what you're looking for or you know what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's hard to delve into something you have no clue. (laughs) So when you have like kind of tools, which is what we're talking about today, it makes it so much, it makes you desire more too, because you, especially if you're a type of person, you're a learner, it makes you want to learn. So, um, yeah. Definitely. The fact that we're in 2018, um, mm-hmm. with it being the different, as I mentioned earlier, the different uh, the parables and things, how have mm-hmm. you um, helped get more context on the Bible? Why do you think, um, and with context being important, how have you been able to put verses in context? Okay, so um, for me, I feel like... Um, as to make it more relevant, I guess. Well, I always feel like the Bible is relevant because um, Hebrews four twelve says that the Bi- the Bible is or the Word of God is living and active, sharper than two, um, any two edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning of thoughts and intentions of the heart. So the Word of God or the Bible is is a living a living tool. It's not something that's dead. So in that essence, just by faith, I believe that the word of God is always relevant. So I come from a place of faith um, in believing that the word of God is um, relevant. And then through that faith, God gives me revelation on how to apply it to today. Um, Because, yeah, it is obvious that certain things, this Bible was written in, in a certain time period in life then is not the way that it is now, but I don't think anything um, in the word of God can be outdated because the way that God writes, he's infinite. He's infinite in all of his ways. So the things that he puts in his word are going to be infinite in in other words, relevant for today. So, um, and even in the future, relevant for the future. Um, I think for us, it's just a matter of understanding, Understanding that like the reason why some may be or think that the Bible is limited is because you haven't found further revelation in what you're reading and God is deep. <laughs> so um, if you don't find that the word of God is re- relevant, then that means there's just more revel- revelation for you, you know, to, to gain through the Holy Spirit. So 
Um, but one of the tools that has helped me, um, <clears throat> just like historically, you know, like what's going on, the context of the Bible, I would say find like a Bible dictionary. Those okay. are helpful. Um, I use those a lot because it just gives you like background and um, like, you know, the culture of um, the Hebrews and Jewish culture and, you know, what was going on in that day, a lot of Old Testament history. So when you look up certain words and certain meanings of and how they do certain things, you begin to like connect the dots and God gives you revelation through that. Um, I wish I had a great example. Um, I should have had a great example on that, but um, that's always helpful when you understand the historical background of certain things, then you get more revelation and then you, and then it becomes applicable for your life, you know? So um, the way, like, it's so amazing how God designed the word of God, because it's just amazing, like how it still applies. Yeah, I'm just thinking of like when the things going on now in the news and when people know they'll, they'll reference something that like Jesus did or um, like, for example, what's going on now, like with women's rights or um, the, the Me Too movement, they talk about how Jesus empowered women. Like if you didn't know like how women were, I won't say oppre- well, I guess oppressed or the way women were treated in the Bible, like the, the culture, the way they had to be uh, viewed as opposed to men. Like if you didn't understand that, then you might not understand like the quotes that people are saying now, but that's just um, an example. I, I know there are many other um, examples out there, but that's just something that came to mind. Um, um, I I really feel like the, the Bible is like a book of character. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like if you teach character to a person that doesn't get outdated. You know, kindness doesn't get outdated. You know what I mean? The Bible is um, like a a character, you know, builder. So it's it's like a book of character. Like kindness doesn't go outdated, things like that. Like that's always going to be something that you gain and acquire that we want to see in everyday life, that we want con- to continue, you know. So I feel like the Bible in many ways is, is the same. It's the Bible is meant to um, train us and to correct our hearts, to give us wisdom so that we can make better decisions for our lives and to live for him. It's always a, um, a, a, it's like an overhaul of the heart. You know what I mean? It's like a renewing of our mind kind of thing. That's what the Bible is. So it's always going to be applicable so even when situations may change, my character doesn't have to change in the midst of that situation. Wisdom in that situation won't change. It's going to look and and um, identify itself exactly like God, you know, and that's what the Bible is. That's why it's living, because in any moment, God is still present and still has an answer for every situation. So the situations may change, but God doesn't. And he has a specific answer for that specific situation. And so when you read the word of God, you are learning God's character and you're learning his ways. So then when it's time to respond, you respond like him and not like what someone else says, not what you think should happen, not what the situation entails. And if it identifies identical to an old situation, you know, it, 
there's always a specific answer. Like it's like God has the blueprint for each situation. And if you don't know him personally, you won't know the answer. But when we come in communion with God on a daily basis and we learn his word, we're learning his character and his way. And so out of that, we respond correctly. That makes sense. <laughs> right, right. It really does. Um, yeah. The scripture says his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light into our path. I mean, we yeah. all have different paths. We all have different, you know, right. roles we're on. So for every situation during our, on our walk, our literal our literal christian walk and we use his word yeah. to guide us as we you know go through different areas of life and not just in one setting at, at work at school uh, just different areas of our life we use that word to help us in that walk so yeah right. def- definitely makes sense forever and ever we Then the most high, the most fly, who reigns up in the heaven. He's not our sky, but so high, you gotta be in the spirit just to pass by and catch a glimpse of glory with your new eyes. That's post Christ. Uh. He removes the veil of bondage, helps you see Jehovah so much bigger. He's deeper than the oceans, longer than the river. Holy Spirit, help us get the bigger picture. In you, I see him clearer. Without you, I'm just a figure. Yeah. You deserve the glory. Thanks for listening to The Gone Girl Show. Please share the episode with others. Check out our show notes at www.goandgrowshow.com, which also has more edifying resources as well. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Go and Grow Show. Please let us know what you thought. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes. Until next time, don't conform, be transformed.